Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2017. And today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 17, chapter 2, There is a Solution, paragraph 1 through 3. Focusing our discussion on paragraphs 2 and 3. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Penny L.C., The Twelve Traditions, Christine M., and reading the text today is Mary H., Gina R., and Elaine B. The reference numbers for Tuesday, March 21st, 10 a.m., 9747-9747, and for today, March 22nd, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, share ID number 9750-9750. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Penny L.C. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. This is Penny L.C. from the state of Washington, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service, and thank you for your service. And I pass. Thank you, Penny Elsie. I will now ask Christine M. to read the 12 Traditions. Yes, good morning, everyone. This is Christine M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Missouri. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance or lend an OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise thus problems of money, property, and prestige avert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such are never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn in the public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thanks for the opportunity to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Christine M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the person speaking, should be muted even if you mute your own phone on your end. Please have that muted as well. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 17, paragraph 1 for context, and paragraph 2 for our first opening discussion. And I will ask Mary H. to begin our discussion. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Melanie. This is Mary H., a recovered compulsive overeater in Northern California. Chapter 2, there is a solution. We of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. 
We are average Americans, all sections of this country and many of its occupations are represented, as well as many political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. We are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. We are like the passengers of a great liner the moment after rescue from shipwreck, when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. Unlike the feelings of the ship's passengers, however, our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways. The feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never have held us together as we are now joined. Whew. All right, well, I'll just share for a minute. Let me put my little sand timer on. Um, powerful stuff, and just the fact, of course, that there is a solution is so hopeful, and the words are recovered. But in the second paragraph, which we're commenting on, I was thinking this morning as people were sharing earlier that um, I'm so appreciative and grateful for our Tradition 10 in... Um, I don't have it open, but how we keep outside issues out of the room and uh, and that we don't, well, I don't have it in front of me, but it's about outside issues. And I think I'm thinking of this and how we bring our um, these principles into all our affairs and, and how we do stay connected. And I've seen it, you know, the idea that we're, we don't, bring in other issues and we just focus on this common solution um, helps us stay bound together. And uh, just as an example, in an outside issue, my business profession, we had a group where we were supporting each other business-wise and somebody started talking politics and I immediately felt unsafe. I immediately felt like, oh my God, this really important group that I'm a part of is about to become divided. And um, and luckily, from what I've I've learned, I didn't engage, and because I knew that the common bond is what I wanted, and um, and and we got through it. But I just wanted to um, mention that because it's you know I just it's what I appreciate so much about our our fellowship that we we don't we we focus on this one common solution. And otherwise, we would be divided. It just, uh, it, I, I believe it would happen. And um, and I can bring it out into other groups that I have that, that I don't want to be divided. And we have a common theme in those groups as well. So I think with that, I will pass. And thanks for listening. Thank you, Mary H. We will now open it for discussion on paragraph two. Who would like to comment? Laura W. Penny L. C. Penny Anyone else? Very good. We'll go with that group. Hi, Laura W. Thanks, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> this is Laura W., recovered compulsive eater and anorexic in South Jersey. I love, uh, gosh, nearly all have recovered. We're people who normally would not mix. And, you know, this, um, this, there is a solution. I used to think, well, maybe I can do this and I'll get better. Maybe I can do that. There's only one solution. The solution is, go, for me, going back to go back or to start to find God. And um, 
uh, and to work at finding God. They use the word recovered numerous times in this chapter alone. And, you know, I, um, the solution, not the problem, is what binds us. It's the solution that binds us together. Because all of our problems, even though they start with the food, all of our problems are different. But it is the solution, that common solution, that we can all absolutely agree. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to walk into a room with 20, 30 people and not bring any outside issues into the room, only talk about the solution that everybody, you know, I can, I can speak about the 12 steps, I can speak about my recovered life, and people nod their heads. And we come from all different backgrounds. And it's like they say, from Park Avenue to Park Bench, we're all the same when it comes to this disease. We're all on the Titanic, no matter what level we're on. And, you know, the word recovered throughout this, um, I love it. I used to think that if I said that, people would think I'm ego, you know, egotistical and cocky, and it's not it at all. Being recovered, sh- it shows the transformation. It, cho- it shows the, um, that, that spiritual awakening that this 12, the 12 steps promise if we do what we're told to do in the first 164 pages and rely on a higher power and not myself. So, you know, the whole purpose of this is for me to establish a relationship with God, and there is a solution. What hope? You know, what hope for the newcomer to say, oh, my gosh, there's a solution. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. And um, and I'm grateful for this reminder today. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Laura W. Penny L.C.? Thank you, Melanie. This is Penny L.C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from the state of Washington. I wanted to comment on the, the whole... Um, picture that is that is painted here when it talks about the passengers of a great liner and um, the idea as mentioned just now about the Titanic. So if there is a ship that goes down and we are happen to be fortunate enough to be those that are saved, you know, it, it, at that point, as it as the, as it's pointed out in some um, some big book tapes. Um, what what's the difference as to who we are on that ship? Whether we're the captain, the most well uh, recognized passenger, or you know the person who's way below deck, who's been the servant um, on that ship. Um, if we are in peril, we have one common problem: to get to safety and to and to be rescued. The difference being is that once we are rescued, you know, perhaps we'd go our separate ways. You know, the well-to-do person going back to their lifestyle, the servant going back to theirs. But instead, in our program, we are bound together. It doesn't matter where we come from, what our walk of life is, what our education is, anything. We have this common problem and we have one common solution and that binds us together and as it says in in this in the next uh, sentence too um, well it says our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways and really we don't go such so much our individual ways really we are still always connected I know I can talk to someone in program who I haven't talked to for ages and yet we can connect right away because we have that bond between us. And the next line after that, feeling of uh, having shared in a common peril is once 
element in the powerful cement which binds us. And what else is that cement? Well, I, I think of step one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. And there again, then in step one, it talks about we, the same way it opens this chapter with we. It doesn't say I admitted I was powerless over food. We. We do it together. An element of that common solution is our bond, is our support for each other, is our journey together, is the blessings that we have by walking hand in hand. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Penny Elsie. Who else would like to comment on paragraph 2, page 17 this morning? Judy B. from Massachusetts. Hi, Judy B. Jody E.Q. Jody E.Q. Roz G. Hi. Hi, Roz G. Um, We're coming in a little bit garbled, just to let you know, but I have you down. Debbie Y. Anyone else? Hi, Debbie Y. Hi. Okay, that'll be a good group. Thank you so much. And then we'll move on after that to the third paragraph. Hi, Judy B. And good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much for your service and so grateful to everyone that keeps these meetings going. I am just so grateful to be able to share today and to be with all of you. Um, What came up for me is there exists among us a fellowship of friendliness and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. Now, I realize that's not the most important part of our our group, and yet I am so thankful for all the years that I've been in program and all of the friends that I've met and all of the the people who have the same same peril, the same problem, and, and so many of us have found the solution. I'm just... I just need to share my gratitude and say that I hope anyone who is new will realize that that this is a group which can um, can support you and be with you as you as you work through the the program of recovery. It's just it, it it's indescribably wonderful. Those two words are just beyond beyond belief. Um, we've had a, a big book. Um, group going in uh, Burlington, Massachusetts now for 18 months, and um, I cannot tell you what it has done for my program and and for what I've seen it do for others. It's just miraculous, and it's just so wonderful to sit around a table and look at all the faces and see people coming week after week, traveling, you know, just because they're coming and they're they're finding what they need there they're 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 being led through the big book and and they're getting their connection with the, the higher power of their understanding and it's just what a beautiful beautiful program um i'm just so so grateful and so thankful that you are all here and with that i'll pass thank you judy b jody eq Good morning, everyone. This is Jody E.Q., a grateful, recovered, bulimic, and compulsive overeater in California. So what I'm thinking about is that 
I don't get to enjoy this feeling of being in a group of joyous people who feel that they have escaped disaster unless that group has a common solution. For many years I've been in OA and I've I've been in a lot of struggling groups where there isn't that feeling of joy. And um, so there are some requirements, it seems to me, for us to experience this feeling of escape from disaster, one being entire abstinence. And then the powerful cement, as one someone mentioned, being step one followed by the rest of the steps as we are learning to work them here in the big book. So I, that, that is the foundation of this feeling of camaraderie and joyousness. Without that, if, it's, if, if we're just struggling along, not getting abstinent, not working the steps year after year, then, then I'm lacking this feeling of joy. And it can be um, very discouraging. So I, too, like all of us that I'm hearing this morning, I'm grateful that we have a solution today. Um, the solution being the 12 steps uh, grounded in step one and entire abstinence as, as the doctor's opinion points out is needed. So um, without that, I, I, in my, my many years, in a way, I have not felt this. I've seen it in AA, but I haven't seen it in OA enough. And I'm just so grateful that I'm seeing it now in A Vision for You and, that, uh, and in other groups that, that um, understand the importance of abstinence and the 12 steps. And that all pass. Thank you, Jody EQ. Roz G. Star one. Roz G, are you there? Perhaps dialing back in will be helpful for your phone line. And just right after Debbie Wise shares, I'll pause our discussion for a brief promo for convention, and then we'll move on to paragraph three. Debbie, why would you step in while Roz is getting herself situated? Star one, Debbie, why? Melanie? Good, good morning. Yes. I'm here. <laughs> I thought it was Roz. Unmuted. Yeah, okay, I'm we, sorry. We have, oh, I had, no problem. I'm sorry to everybody, but the muting and unmuting was not working. Okay. Hmm. Okay, but um, I apologize for interrupting, but I'll share. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm Roz G., Recovering Compulsive Eater in Los Angeles. And perhaps the best advice that I was given in the very first meeting that I went to was to keep coming back. And um, I've heard, you know, I've been in so many different types of meetings over the years, and I've heard people criticize um, that saying, don't tell, you know, keep coming back. You know, and you know what? Keep coming back has, has matured me. Because through my time in Overeaters Anonymous, I've I've grown, and I've been in all 
sorts of stages in my recovery, but I kept coming back. Even though I had relapses, I kept coming back. I never left OA. I just ate, ate compulsively while in OA. And as I mature in OA, and as I have uh, this new recovery, I call it a new recovery because I've, I've just put down the food finally after 15 years or whatever, really put it down like those two major ingredients that I played with for years and my my spiritual and the sunlight of the spirit is coming forth like the clouds are breaking through and the rays of sunshine are coming down upon me and another a character defect I have discovered throughout the years and that glares at me is comparison when I when I go into the rooms I compare myself with other people well, she's this and he's that and I'm not this or I'm this and I'm not that. But what this paragraph tells me is that we are all the same, just like the other shares have said. It doesn't matter what level on the ship we're on. We're going down, whether we have a lot of money, whether we don't, whether we have a lot of experience in one area or education or whether we don't. And Keeping coming back means I get to go keep coming to meetings and then I get to sponsor people and I get to work and I get to be sponsored and I get to share stuff. I get I get beyond the food and I get to the real heart of the matter, the human emotion that causes me to eat. And if I'm rigorously honest like I'm told to do in the book, I let the stu- I let the guard down and I get out the nitty-gritty stuff that I eat over and it is a huge relief because the people that I'm working with are able to say, you know what? I did that too. And it is a huge relief to know that we're all the same, that we're in these rooms. We we come for a reason and it's all that stuff, that underlying stuff that we eat over and it's really no different than anybody else. It just comes in a different package. So I'm really grateful I'm going to stop there, and I'm sorry about the phone problem. Thank you. Thank you, Roz G. Debbie Y., you're next, and then we'll pause. Star one, Debbie Y. Okay. I think, can you hear me now? I can. Hi. Thanks for hanging in there. Thank you. Um, This is such a great paragraph. I... um, it just reminded me of my face-to-face meeting last night uh, that I went to, um, which is held at a recovery center. And so there were three or four other meetings going on at the same time. Um, and one of the meetings, I believe it was for teenagers, um, were they were meeting in our OA big book room that we usually use. So we had to, we were all huddled into this little waiting room until that meeting finished up. And so there were uh, two or three different other um, people that were attending other groups. And we started to introduce ourselves and just kind of tell, you know, somebody said, oh, are you here for As Bill Sees It? And we said, no, well, Overeaters Anonymous. And they were like, oh, you know, like, and, um, so it kind of gave them a little pause, you know, that, you know, maybe they'd like to check that out, too. And um, it, I, I was sitting there thinking, wow, yeah, the fear of people is, you know, that I have had is leaving me. Um, we, and it, it felt like a sanctuary, like, yes, we were all in it together. doesn't matter what our addiction is. Um, 
we're all there to get recovery, and um, people were hugging, and it was just an amazing thing. And then when I re- we were reading this this morning, I just thought, yes, it's it's indescribably wonderful. I couldn't, I can't describe the feelings that I got last night watching um, all these different folks together, and um, I just am very grateful that um, that we have OA. Thanks, thanks be to. HP and thanks be to AA, and I'll pass. Thank you, Debbie Y. And for just a brief moment here, I'd like to give a convention promo. A Vision for You is hosting a convention in 2017 called The Power of the Big Book, held September 15th, 16th, and 17th at the Liberty International Airport Marriott in northern New Jersey. So for all things convention and a community bulletin board to give you information about how to get rides and get rooms and exchange those things, go to our website at www.avisionforyou.info. Many have already registered. Please join us. Spread this word. Spread this good news. Don't miss out. Thank you so much. And Gina R., would you please read then paragraph 3 on page 17 so we can discuss that? Thank you, Melanie. Very happy to. This is Gina R. Recovered in Colorado. The tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. Let me set my timer. When I um, started this journey anew last May, after having been exposed to this program since 1985, my sponsor um, would ask me ask me some questions, and I would give her an answer, and then she would ask me what I thought the uh, meaning of those words were, and I I couldn't tell her. I just had certain ideas in my mind that I thought were true, but I really didn't have any substance or anything to back it up. And so she said, um, you need to become best friends with a dictionary again. And I can remember feeling so excited about that because I can remember being in sixth grade, and this is obviously when we still had paper dictionaries, but we would have a dictionary hour, and the goal was to look up words, and I loved doing that. It was something that I actually did pretty well, and it gave me a pretty good vocabulary, but what I realized after she said that was that I had rested on the laurels of that experience and just thought I knew what things meant. So in reading this paragraph, um, there are a lot of words in here that, that seem very ordinary, like solution, discovered a common solution. Well, I don't know if I could give you a, a definition off the top of my head. So I looked it up, and it is actually um, derived from the Latin word solvere, and that actually means to loosen. And the definition is to answer or result, a fix, a panacea. 
And so for me, in the context of my recovery now, I see that I had to, I had to become loosened in order to receive this proposition. And then it talks about we have a way out, a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. Harmonious to me, again, if I were just to try to describe that off the top of my head, I don't know if I could do it, but looking it up, it's an adjective and it means tuneful, not discordant, forming a pleasing or consistent whole, free from disagreement or dissent. And while I am not a musician, that's what I saw when I read that definition is that we, a lot of people use the words that we are equals. And for me, I have to be careful about using that. Um, For me, uh, a concept of being enough is a better concept. And so each of us are enough in what we bring to this and the harmony we bring in whatever we bring is a beautiful melody and a beautiful solution. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Gina R. Who would like to comment on paragraph three, page 17 of the big book? Annie R. Courtney Annie D. R. California. Courtney. Carol K. Carol K. Sharon KB. I hear Sherry KB, and then I missed the last one. Kathleen O. Kathleen and O. And Kathy Jung. Kathy Jung. Kathy Joe. Karen M. Okay, I got Karen M too. Okay, great. Thank you. That's a good lineup. Thank you so much. We're going to start with um, Annie R. Hi, thank you so much for your service. Um, you know, we read the first paragraph. Oh, Annie R. from um, PA. Uh, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. And, you know, hence the name of the chapter, there is a solution. And, um, yeah, I have to remind myself of that a lot, and that depends upon my spiritual fitness, which, um, you know, depends on how I work the program every day. I never do it perfectly. Uh, my sponsor always says, let's do that imperfectly, because I'm imperfect. I'm just a human. And that's why I have to give up self-reliance um, onto God-reliance, which is what this whole book is about. Um, so it says, you know, we have discovered a common solution and we'll continue to discover it over and over and over again because it's a process. And um, I can quickly forget that too, you know. I think that, you know, I should just know it today, but I have to look back um, so that I can move forward. And I say, well, you know, I didn't become a nut in one day so I'm not going to unbecome a nut in one day. It's a process, you know, and I, I, I do a little bit, you know, every day. I learn a little bit every day, and um, I do the best that I can, you know, but the most important thing for me to remember is that if I do, as someone else said, keep coming back, you know, that's the key. That's, you know, sometimes that's all I can do that day. That's just the way it is, you know. That's called life. Um, there's power in numbers, which, it you know, tells us here, you know, we can join in brotherly and harmonious action, you know, and there's power in numbers and um, in, identi- in identifying with each other, you know, the first time and the last time that, you know, I knew I was not alone, you know, and for anyone out there, especially newcomers, but even oldcomers, you know, because we all can go there 
you know, you are not alone. None of us are alone. We're all in this together. And um, I looked up the word process as well because my new favorite um, friend is my dictionary and thesaurus. I just love it, you know. But just looking up the word process, you know, and it's growth, it's measure, it's movement, it's step, it's progress, it's proceeding, it's practice, it's action, you know. It's all of those things that we need to learn to do every day. And that's what we do. We learn to do it every day. We don't do it perfectly every day. We learn it. It's a process. And um, I'm really glad to be here today. really appreciate everyone um, for their service. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you, Annie R. Courtney B. Star one. This is Courtney B. from Northern California. Can you hear me? I can. Good morning. Great. Okay. Well, as we were reading it, made me think of, there's a book called AA Comes of Age, Dr. Bob and the Good Old Timers, and he talks about out of all this inner turmoil, the traditions came. What I love is tradition three, the only requirement is a desire to stop drinking. And what had happened was as they were meeting at everybody's home, it was just men. And then Marty showed up, a female. Well, nobody wanted women in the meetings. The men didn't, and their wives didn't either. She went on to start National Council on Alcoholism. Bill said, no, she's in, she's in bad shape. She needs our help. The Southerners didn't want human beings with dark skin at their meetings. Bill brought a black man to a New York meeting, and they said, we don't want him in here. He's not allowed in our group. And he said he, he talked and talked to them, and they said no. And he finally had to ask the gentleman to wait outside, and he couldn't get them to allow this person in. So he finally said, do you believe he, he should have a right to these spiritual principles in a new life? And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, but we still don't want him in. So out of all of these issues that we have in our societies, that tradition came. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. And that's what I think of when I've seen issues at meetings where somebody doesn't like somebody and for whatever reason. But he said, we have been willing to surrender to the unenforceable. Everybody is allowed in. And and if not for that, I don't know that we would have had that feeling it would have been, again, us against them. So I love understanding the history of why these traditions came about. So critical. It just opened up a whole new whole new thing. And, and out of those, we do have meetings for teenagers, meetings for gay people, meetings for whatever. And that we surrender to the unenforceable. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Courtney B. Carol Kay. Hi, this is Carol Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from New Jersey. Um, you know, this, this little paragraph is pretty strong here for me. Um, you know, have discovered a common solution that we have discovered a common solution. And, um, and yeah, you know, the solution is it's, uh, the 12 steps. And I just want I, I to share that, you know, we didn't cause this disease, and we can't control this disease, but we did find the solution. You know, there's no cure as of today, but we could put this disease to rest, you know, one day at a time. And, you know, this also screams out to me about how it's, um, 
you know, so important that we take action. This is a program of action. You know, I can go to OA and I can go to meetings every day and not get a sponsor and, and just sit there and, and keep coming back and doing nothing. Or, which is, I'm just going to be in the same place. Um, or I can take the action and, and say, you know, look, look, you know, I know for me, I hit bottom. And, and I grabbed the sponsor and I, I, I didn't like it. Some of the things she said I, I, she needed me to do with her, you know, like read the first 164 pages. I would take 30 minutes a day out of my time. But you know what? It was well worth it for me today. It was so worth it because I'm not living in that dark place anymore. So, again, I, I just want to state that this is definitely a program of action. It's not for people who want it, need it, think about it. Um, it's for people who do it. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Carol Kay. Sherry KB, you're next. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Thank you, Melanie, for your service, and good morning, everybody. Um, I love this paragraph. Um, wow, we have great news here that this book carries uh, a, a solution for us, for people who are compulsive readers, and that's great news. Um, one thing that comes to mind for me is that the great fact is that I didn't know it wasn't my fault. Um, I found out by reading this book with a step guide that I have a common uh, twofold illness, a mental obsession and a physical allergy of the body, and that I have a disease. And if I put the food down and get into this book and work the steps, I will find a solution, and it's a common solution for all of us. Um, how many, I don't know, if I had known many years ago that this wasn't my fault, how different my life would have been? Oh, my gosh, when I think about that. Um, and I love here that it says, too, that, you know, we can absolutely agree upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. To me, harmonious action is about working the steps and being of service and um, working with others and being useful. Um I was told that originally this book was going to be called A Way Out, um, is what I've heard some other people say who are historians of um, Alcoholics Anonymous, that this was originally going to be called A Way Out, and they found out that there's other books that um, were by that title back then. So that's why, thank God, they kept it Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and then just that, you know, I did not get the memo that I had a spiritual malady, and so with being able to get into this book, and, you know, I had a lot of prejudices about this book when I first came into OA in 1988. I didn't, I didn't want to hear about that. I didn't want to hear about alcoholics. I didn't want to hear about anything. I couldn't relate to this book. It was um, archaic. It, you know, I just, I, I looked. The thing is, is that my disease wanted to look for the differences rather than the similarities. My disease did not want me to identify in it. And ever since I started identifying in I have found a solution in this book, and so can you. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Kathleen O. Good morning. This is Kathleen O. in California, a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. And we have a common, we found a way out that we can all agree on. And it's such a, what a blessing to to have a way out. I didn't think there was such a thing in all the 
attempts I had made to control what I was eating. And and we agree because it, this has worked for, for thousands of people to be recovered, to not be fighting anyone or anything. And it starts with realizing that, you know, I'm powerless. And that was a pretty easy one for me to figure out. And that was the beginning of it. And to just follow some simple directions and follow these steps, which just, you know, transformed my life, turned everything around. And really to be able to get that happy, joyous, and free that comes from it. And it's happened for so many people. So it's pretty easy to agree on. And I just want to say I am so grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm so grateful for Vision, who has brought back the study of the big book, the implementing of what is in the big book and working the big book so that thousands of us too can, can become recovered, that we can live in the 12 steps, do service, and, and you know, it, it starts with entire abstinence and goes from there. And the entire abstinence is something that is, it's a must. It's a must. And um, to be able to not fight it anymore, not fight the food anymore, and not fight people, not fight life, just enjoy life, is, is just really a blessing. And thank you. And I pass. Thank you so much. Karen M., you're next. Uh, good morning. I'm Karen M., a compulsive eater, recovered in Santa Barbara, California. Um, I first, I really just want to express my gratitude to the vision for you and, and also having a new time. It's really lovely to be able to share on a meeting rather than just listen to a recorded meeting. And I want to, just this in-depth big book study is so incredible. It really introduced to me this concept of being recovered and I love being able to claim that and I have been recovered for a long time but didn't know that I was I love having it being pointed out you know that this is the story of how we have recovered and and I love that the first word on this chapter is we just in the same way it's the first word of the steps and and I love learning I love that I just learned something new today that there was this idea that a perspective title for this book was A Way Out. Um, I love this paragraph that it's reminding us that, you know, it's not our common peril that is our stronger thing that binds us, but it's our common solution. It's our common peril, this disease of compulsive eating that brings us together, but it's our solution that keeps us all here, you know, that gives us the hope that it's not just us getting together and, you know, kvetching about our situation. It's a way out. And it's, um, it's really incredible. I tried since childhood to solve my problem with my problem. You know, I dieted since I was eight years old. And it was coming to Overeaters Anonymous that they showed me many things. One, that I had a disease. You know, two, that it wasn't my fault. But most importantly, that there was this way out that the solution to my problem was not the problem, but was a spiritual solution. And we just heard it in the shares. It's a spiritual program of action and that we're all taking this action right now by being on this phone line together, by helping each other. I am, I'm just so blown away at how the vision for you then connects us all 
you know, across the country, across the world. And it's, it's just so inspiring to me. And I'm grateful that, you know, 16 years ago when I came to Overeaters Anonymous, you know, 240 pounds, I'm grateful that somebody did tell me to read the big book, that they did tell me to work the steps. But I, you know, my assignment was to read two pages of the big book a day and then actually to reread those two pages. Well, I'll just say that nobody, um, we didn't discuss it. And so it's now, you know, three years ago that I'm just diving into, you know, into the book. And I'm so grateful for it. And thank you all. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Karen M. And Kathy Jo will close us out today. Hi, Kathy Jo. Hi, I'm Kathy Jo. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And the solution must be twofold, that I have absolute abstinence from all my alcoholic foods and an absolute transformation of mind and attitude. And the solution is taking the steps and then practicing them. And I'm going to say last night I um, took my daughter clothes shopping for a trip we're taking next week. And I didn't realize until I did my um, review this morning that I had a fear there. And I thought I was just fine. I thought I had a good day. I I did have a good day. I didn't think that um, I got worked up yesterday. But I did spend four hours at the mall walking and walking and walking trying to find my daughter's shorts and to no avail. And I came home. I was tired. I thought, you know, okay, we didn't find anything. And it was hard because I am afraid. My daughter's 13. I'm afraid that she's one of us and she gets upset with her body, but she doesn't say it super clear. It's just little hints. Um, And I started to think about when I was her age and shopping and remembering it. But I wasn't in touch with how I felt until I did my review this morning. And I did my review. And the minute it says, did you have any fear? And I wrote, yes. And I wrote her name. I started crying. And then I was able to, this morning, work it through with a fellow. And then I felt, rather than just okay, I felt connected to God again. And I felt connected to my people again. And I really believe that's what this program is about. It's about practicing these steps, living in steps 10, 11, and 12, so that I can be free and be connected to my higher power because my higher power is the solution for me. It's not about, you know, that when it says here that our common solution, our common solution is not the food plan. It's not what you eat and what I don't eat and whether or not you eat flour or I eat flour. It's about putting down all of my alcoholic foods and then having a transformation of my mind and my attitude, which is for me a day at a time, every day, redo, 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 redo. Go look at that recipe book again, the big book, the directions, the formula, so that I can have a personality change to recover from my food addiction and have God remove the obsession of the mind. And I had to give up and let go of everything I thought I knew in order for this to work for me. And I have to go back again every single day because I forget. And I think I'm fine. And then I find out that, um, no, I need a little help from my people, my friends, you. 
And um, it's wonderful to have that common solution because it does work and I can feel connected again. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy Jo. As Grace would have it, we have time for one more share. Would somebody like to take that place and share this morning? Star one? Yes, thank you so much. Charles H. Oh, Charles H., Elaine just popped in just before you. I'm so sorry about that. Elaine B.? Oh, yes, thank you so much. Um, let's see. Boy, uh, brotherly and harmonious action. The way that um, I learned to work program in the rooms of OA is a little different that, than how I've learned to work it since coming to a vision for you. And the common solution that I found in these 12 steps and the opportunity to live them out one day at a time, one step at a time. And um, for me especially, that, that vital 10 step. To be able to pick up the phone and um, have a host of fellows that understand what I'm talking about, that understand this process, that understand what I'm doing, um, that has made such an incredible difference for me. And, um, you know, the joy that comes instantly <laughs> from being able to give away and open up about what's going on with me and get some perspective and get back in alignment with God, that um, that's unbelievable. And, you know, the strength of this book, the strength of this meeting, the strength of recovery is all because of this common solution that that we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. I'm so glad we're not on the line saying, well, if we only change this, well, if we only left that out, well, if we only skipped a step, well, if we only, you know, I don't really have to do that, right? I'll be able to get by. No, we agree that we need to start with a very perfect step one and then imperfectly go through all the rest of the steps together, studying this book to remind us how one day at a time to carry the message and um, to enjoy the benefits of recovery, of being in alignment with our creator, of to be in fellowship with our with our fellows instead of isolating to a box, a bag, or a or a refrigerator. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elaine B. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, and we'll follow that with a serenity prayer. Will Elaine B. please read from A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Started to hold Deb Charles. I wish you had a chance to share. Our book is yeah, meant to be. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own health is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.